Hello, I'm Jim and this is On The Left Side, the alternative football show. If match of the day is the Ritz Hotel, then we are the kebab van parked around the back on a Saturday night. Cheaper, riskier, but deep down, you know you're going to enjoy it so much more. It's been another massive week for football, with David Ginola being rushed to hospital with heart problems. It seems only fair to me. About time he experienced some of the palpitations and shortness of breath that he's been giving my wife for years. So, on with this week's show. Michael Owen surpasses his own high standards for ridiculous punditry. John Terry deserves an Oscar. And the heart gets ripped out of football and eaten by mutants. But first, there's a problem with a planned bus route. So, Louis van Gaal. I wasn't going to start with him this week. In fact, I was considering not mentioning him at all. But after the ego-shaped shadow of Jose Mourinho spread itself across Old Trafford, the hand of on the left side was forced. And it's been a weird old week at United. First off, the final game of the season never really happened. After a suspicious package was found at Old Trafford ahead of the Bournemouth game, the match had to be called off and rearranged. It turned out the suspicious package wasn't a contract extension for Van Hal and was in fact a fake bomb that had failed to be located by sniffer dogs during a training exercise. You could say it put a spaniel in the works. Anyway, the match did finally get the green light and Louis van Gaal was given the privilege of addressing the United faithful for the final time this season. Or maybe ever. I want to thank you for the unconditional support and reward to bring the bacon home. Bacon? I thought he was Dutch, not Danish. Pork products aside, the crowd was hardly full of admiration. Or even respect with a chorus of boos and you're getting sacked in the morning ringing out around Manchester. Of course, those fans ended up with egg on their faces because he wasn't going to be sacked for at least another six days. So, on to the ups and the FA Cup. United were in the driving seat with Van Hal confident of continuing his record of winning the domestic trophy with every club that he's managed even if this fan on full-time Devils TV maybe didn't quite share his optimism off the back of the disappointing loss to West Ham just the week before. 3-2 to West Ham today, disappointed with that. Disappointed, no, it is like Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. The team ain't come on from Wolfsburg, you know. Wolfsburg, yeah. Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg, yeah. Wolfsburg. But was the FA Cup going to be like Wolfsburg? Wolfsburg, you know, was it going to be like Wolfsburg? Yeah, Wolfsburg, yeah. Wolfsburg? No. No, it would not. A win for Manchester United, a trophy for Manchester United, and Louis van Gaal gets to hang on to his job for another... It's open. What? Really? Some breaking news just coming in to us. Uh, Jose Mourinho's agent has confirmed that he will finalise a deal for Mourinho to become the next Manchester United manager. Well, if you ever need chip-pissing lessons, then clearly Jose Mourinho is the man to go to. No sooner had Louis van Gaal got his greasy pancake-covered hands on the FA Cup that news broke that the petty, mean-spirited one was on his way to United and an announcement would be made very soon, which led to a bit of an awkward press conference. I uh, show you the cup and I don't discuss it with my friends of the media 
Who already second me for six months? Okay, any more questions on the game? Any yeah, more yeah, questions yeah. on the game? Well, given the fact you might not be managing, okay, you thank you. perfect send-off. You got on a high. I don't uh, want to talk about leaving the club. But you know what? Rumours are rumours, aren't they? The guys just won the first trophy for United for three years. Surely the club would have better timing than announcing it a couple of days later. The Manchester United coach has just left and so has Louis van Gaal. I stopped him for a moment, asked him if he had anything to say. He looked at me and said, no, it's over. Well, that might not mean his time at United could be over. It could mean that the game is over. It could mean that his use of random Dutch phrases is over. It could mean that his habit of randomly picking members of his team in random positions and not really showing any real desire to attack the opposition's goal and having the lowest goals tally for Manchester United in Premier League history is over. Oh, hang on. His job's over, innit? All this leaves a bit of a weird scenario. United will need to have an open-top bus parade at some point, so surely they'll have the manager who won the trophy on the bus celebrating with the players. Or... Will they go for Jose Mourinho, maybe holding aloft the decapitated head of a vanquished Louis van Gaal as it drives through the streets of Manchester? I've got an alternative. The ideal scenario is a mix of the two. LVG starts the parade and then halfway through, he's replaced by Jose Mourinho. And then the players can symbolically throw the Dutchman under the bus, just like they did back in December. Perfect. The FA Cup final wasn't the only final this week, with Liverpool trying to squeeze approximately seven-eighths of Merseyside into the 38,000-seater Jakob Park for the Europa League final. It really felt as if this was going to be Klopp's year. It was kind of written in the stars, but sadly, it didn't really turn out that way. And the Reds were overcome 3-1 with a brace from Jorge Marino, otherwise known as Coke, signalling the end of the Reds' trophy hopes. In fact, I don't think Coke has caused Liverpool so many problems since Robbie Fowler was at the club. The disappointing result left manager Jurgen Klopp downbeat, but as always, making a lot of sense. There are more important things than football in life. I don't think I'm an unlucky person or that life was unfair to me. That's for sure not. Now you were unlucky. You've just got a really shit left back. Thankfully, the pressure was taken off the underperforming Liverpool players by one of the club's most famous sons, Michael Owen, who started off the night with another classic Owenism, claiming in a lot of finals, you either pick up a trophy or you don't. You just can't argue with that kind of punditry. But that wasn't prime Owen for the evening. The Liverpool club ambassador also made this bold claim. When you look at it in the cold light of day, who's bigger than Liverpool? Who, who can you go to? Barcelona, Real Madrid. But after that, I can't imagine you're going to go anywhere else in the Premier League. I never knew that the phrase cold light of day meant being blind drunk with a head full of Class A substances because that is the only way you'd believe a sentence like that. Yep, Liverpool are just behind Barcelona and Real Madrid in terms of the teams that players want to play for. Not Chelsea or City or PSG or Bayern Munich or Tottenham or Manchester United. No, no, no. It's Liverpool. It's worth noting that Owen probably also thinks that Phantom Menace is the best Star Wars film 
Oasis recorded their best material after 1998, and Donald Trump has a very calm, measured and reasonable approach to foreign policy. Hey, I'm not saying they're stupid. I like China. Well played, Michael. Choo-choo! All aboard the Leicester City bandwagon. It's been a few weeks now since the Foxes won the Premier League, and if you have ever passed by Junction 21 of the M1, you too are entitled to cash in. A bewildering array of products has been on offer over the last 14 days, and if you are a Leicester City fan, here are some of the items that you could be snapping up. As does Vardy Cardi. It's a blue cardigan in honour of Leicester City goal-scoring hero Jamie Vardy. The V-neck on it isn't just the design, oh no, it's a tribute to the Leicester City striker. The Vardy Chino. It's a regular cup of cappuccino, but with Jamie Vardy's ugly mug sprinkled onto the top in chocolate. It's a good job it's a white coffee, because if the stories about him in the casino with the Japanese gentleman are to be believed, he's probably not a fan of it black. Captain Morgan's Leicester City Rum. Complete with an image of Leicester City captain Wes Morgan in a pirate's costume. Genius. And obviously Gary Lineker-related snack brand Walkers are also in on the action by launching Salt and Victory in honour of the Fox's achievements. Really showing how much you love the club there, guys. Although not enough to continue sponsoring the stadium beyond 2011. Obviously. Even Leicester City MP Keith Vaz turned up to the House of Commons wearing a Leicester City scarf, which looked so new, it was pretty much still in its cellophane wrapping. But that's fine, isn't it? I mean, when you mix politics and football together, when has it ever gone wrong? We're a shining example of a country where you can support Man United, the Windies and Team GB all at the same time. Of course, I'd rather you supported West Ham. Uh, um. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm a Villa fan. I don't know what uh, happened to me. I must be overcome by something. But that's just the world we live in. Football and money cannot be separated. If you thought commercialisation had reached a hideous crescendo earlier this year when AC Milan performed the deeply spiritual and culturally significant New Zealand wall dance The Hacker before a match in order to flog some face cream, you ain't seen nothing yet. If that was the rattling death cough of football, then this is the full cardiac arrest. Manchester United are on course to make 500 million quid this year, an impressively large figure which is gained mostly via their commercial partnerships. Partnerships that include official noodle partners, official tractor partners, official lubricant partners and 20th Century Fox, their official film partner. And that's where the problem is. Before United's final home game of the season, the team mascots were paraded in front of the Old Trafford crowd with shirts emblazoned not with their own names or the names of their heroes, but with the names of characters from new Hollywood blockbuster X-Men Apocalypse. They even went as far as to paint two of the faces of the mascots blue, I assume in an attempt to hide their crimson embarrassment. But it was only the tip of the cynical iceberg, because days later we were treated to a very special X-Men trailer featuring their football partners, star player. We need someone with intensity and incredible focus. Wait, I've got it. Cyclops. Actually, Hank, I'm thinking of a different mutant. Hello, old friend. Hello, Charles. Wayne Rooney? Wayne, we need you on the battlefield again. Anything for the team. We're going to Manchester. Bloody hell. 
Proof, if ever it was needed, that Wayne Rooney is in fact a mutant. If reviews are to be believed, X-Men Apocalypse is a terrible film. It's a load of overpaid stars just going through the motions, failing to create any type of atmosphere and, despite the massive costs, never really looking like they know what they're doing. In fact, maybe it's not such a bad fit for United after all. Finally, let's talk about John Terry. In a weird combination of Jedi mind tricks and a massive power play, the Chelsea captain gave an emotional farewell to Stamford Bridge this week as his contract came to an end and he looked to pursue a footballing future elsewhere. You know, this season's been tough for me, uh, very emotional, and, and the support over recent weeks. I wonder if he was doing that thing where you pull out a nose hair to make yourself cry. For a very long time, I want to be here for, for the rest of my career. I want to finish my career here, so I want to stay. The club know that, the fans know that. The very next day, Terry signed a brand new contract, having to scrape by on a measly £60,000 a week. But returning to a club after that is the footballing equivalent of going around a room, saying goodbye to everyone, giving hugs and kisses, and then coming back an hour later because you forgot your coat and having to do the whole thing all over again. So the club gave in to John's pressure. But it doesn't really matter if John Terry was going to leave Chelsea or not. He was always going to turn up next season, complete in full kit and shin pads, just like he did in the Champions League. Right, that's it for another week of On The Left Side goodness. We're going to take a break for a couple of weeks and then return as deep-set cynicism gives way for misplaced optimism and the European Championships when we'll bring you some very special episodes of the Alternative Football Show. Plus, we'll still be on Twitter at On The Left Side, so keep up to date with the latest there. And please subscribe to the podcast so when we start back up, you will never miss an episode. Right. I'm off to give LVG a hug because he looks like he needs it, and that's full time. See you soon. Bye. On the left side is a Paint Your Headphones production and is written by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. It's going to take everything you've got to defeat Apocalypse. Apocalypse? I'll explain when we get there.